0: Past lives impact our everyday lives in the present, underpinning sticky fears, anxieties, and patterns. We just can't seem to budge. This week on Tune In With Marcy, I'm exploring how to discover your own past lives. I discuss what are past life burdens and blessings, how these blessings and burdens show up in our own lives right now, what your inherent gifts and talents have to do with past lives, why I caution against DIYing deep past life work, and questions that can empower you to start recognizing past life influences in your own life right now. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach, and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I am delighted that you're here today. Today, I want to talk about a question I have been getting asked about a lot recently, and that is this question Hey, I want to know about my past lives. Where do I start? First, I think it's important to answer another important question, which is why would we care about past life experiences if we show up on earth? Forgetting about them in the first place. In psychiatrist Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters, if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. When people ask me about a past life book, it's not a how-to, but it is a book about past lives, as like a little aside. In this book, he chronicles working with a young client that has unexplainable fears and anxieties, and despite trying therapy for some time, she didn't have success. So he, in this book, is really interesting because he tends to be a person that the other therapists send their clients to when they're kind of stuck with something. And you can kind of sense from his book that a lot of the work that he'll do sometimes with clients when it's like that is hypnotherapy work. So this young client ends up at Dr. Weiss's door for support, and he tries his typical methods of hypnotherapy to do what he's expecting will be some work on her childhood. You know, maybe some hidden childhood trauma that she doesn't remember. And what he discovers is that when he thinks he's guiding his client into what he expects will probably be some kind of childhood scene, his client instead describes a scene that seems like it's from a different time and place. So when this happens, he follows his instinct to just really allow things to play out as the session continues. And then as future sessions continue, he kind of allows this to, to continue. And to his surprise, his client actually starts to heal, so this client who had been having like really debilitating fears and anxieties that they couldn't shift starts to actually heal from these encounters when he's doing hypnotherapy in these places that seem to be like different times and place, like literally different times in history. Eventually, he comes to this conclusion that his client is re-experiencing past lives during his sessions, which is not something that he had ever done work with before. So I, I resonate with Dr. Weiss's story deeply, except for when it happened for me and my client work, I already had done past life work myself in my own personal spiritual healing and growth journey. And early in my work, I also found one of my clients popping back into a past life experience while I was guiding them through a healing process. And I similarly just like trusted my intuition And to my surprise, a client that was previously really stuck, finally got unstuck. And while I had done a lot of my own past life work over the years, I wasn't expecting to include it in my practice. It was kind of just my own personal process. Since that date, though, as more clients saw success with the past life regression and healing work, I officially made it part of my work and received additional training. And what's Interesting is that I didn't know about Brian Weiss's book when this happened in my client work. It wasn't until years later after I had already been doing past life work with my clients for some time that I was in a yoga teacher training and talking about past lives and reincarnation. And someone asked me if I had ever read this book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and I said no. And the woman was so surprised that I hadn't read it. And the next time we met, she brought in her own personal copy to gift to me, which I still have until to this day and um, have recommended this book to many clients. So it's a, it's a great kind of, I think, chronicle and journey of someone's you know, personal story in their practice of how in their work this concept that they weren't expecting, this experience that they weren't expecting kind of showed up at their doorstep. So in essence, I think we should really care about past lives, because whether we remember them or not, they have an impact on our present day life. And sometimes they are the bedrock of sticky fears and anxieties and patterns that we just cannot seem to budge. While many of our deep-seated unconscious patterns can have multiple roots. They can have roots in our early childhood experiences, in our unhealed ancestral trauma, uh, the social conditioning of the collective. They can also be linked as well or separately to our past life experiences. So let me share an example from my own life because I like to share examples so that it's really concrete. So for many years, I felt this really unexplainable strong draw to become a monastic. I've spoken about this in a couple of podcast episodes here and there, and I've talked about it uh, on my website, I think. But over time, I really discovered that as I felt this draw, I discovered that actually I had many past lives living as a monastic and like a more aesthetic lifestyle, like a mystic. This was something that was, you know, familiar to me, comfortable even, which is, you know, somebody else thinking about living in that way feels maybe really uncomfortable, um, would feel really unfamiliar to have a lot of structure and be up at like 5am meditating and things like that. But it was even though uh, that lifestyle can be challenging, there was a familiarity in it and, and an unusual comfort in it because I did at some point, uh, visit a monastery and stay there some time, And I do go back to a monastery and visit it regularly. Cause I feel very like a strong kinship with the community that I spent time with. So I had this like past life connection, right? And that was interesting. However, rather than seeing this as an affirmation of that as being like a, as that as like a truth for this lifetime, I decided to push pause on being a monastic for a while. And instead I got curious. And I think this is really important because sometimes the other thing that happens for people is they feel like, um, maybe they feel a strong draw and then maybe they have the opportunity to have an insight about past life. And that might be for them then an affirmation of like, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to do in this life too. Maybe, maybe not. I think the invitation is always, can you instead get curious about it? So for me, I got curious about this because uh, part of me really wanted this to be true and to say like, oh yeah, let me just kind of go forward and and do this moving forward. Let me just continue to, to be a, a monastic. But upon further exploration, with the support of my intuition through my guides and my higher wiser self, I concluded actually that monastic life is not this life's focus. This lifetime is not about repeating the past monastic life that I lived many times before. Instead, it's about being in the world, but not of it. A lesson I've been trying to learn for most of my life. So just because we have past life connections to, for example, a certain life path or a career, it doesn't necessarily mean that in this lifetime, we're meant to repeat it. Perhaps this lifetime, we're actually meant to try something entirely different. Would you like to be a part of my inner circle, get the opportunity to know me a little bit more and for me to get to know you? How about an opportunity to take what you learn on the podcast, and translate it even more practically into your everyday life. Well, if any of that sounds good, I would really like for you to hop on over to my website, www.marcimoberg.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I send out regular emails to my newsletter, which is really my inner circle. That's the best way to stay in touch with what I'm up to And I send out newsletter-only practices uh, whenever I have a new podcast episode, which is an opportunity to really take that week's theme and that week's episode and translate it into your own life. Super easy. You just head on over to my website and you'll find a pop-up window and a link there to be able to join. I can't wait to get to know you better and for you to join my inner circle. Past lives carry burdens and they carry blessings. Blessings are lessons we've mastered, issues we have resolved, and gifts that we have honed. I believe a lot of people's inherent gifts and talents are born from past lives. Not all of them, but some of them. For example, through my own past life exploration, I discovered that I have many past lives as a practitioner of various healing arts. So when we experience these blessings, particularly with our talents, It can sometimes feel like a remembering when we're learning that thing rather than a brand new learning. So let me give you an example to to make this even clearer. As an entrepreneur over the years, I've invested in a lot of business education and learning about business. Honestly, it feels like learning brand new information skills and competencies for me. Like, you know, doing something like social media or marketing, um, all these different pieces of like what goes into a business, it's it's totally brand new. Unlike when I've learned new skills or areas or competencies for healing, that feels really easy for me. And it feels actually more like a refresher course rather than something new. It feels like, oh, I already know this, like in the best of ways. I'm remembering this. Does that make sense? That's kind of what I see as a distinction of, of giving you a clue of where Maybe there are some blessings in your own gifts. So some other examples of past life blessings can include inner sight clairvoyance that comes to you like second nature. You have this sense of inner vision and it's just really easy for you or an unusual comfort in giving public talks, right? There are some people that are just really, really like giving public talks is super useful for them and other people, it's like the most anxiety inducing thing ever, (laughs) Another example of blessings could be musical, creative, artistic gifts. Have you ever noticed how some people are just naturally like musical or gifted like immediately from a super young age? Or maybe a knack for seeing the big picture and developing excellent strategies in your work. So, those are some examples of what past life blessings might be. Now, let's talk about the flip side, which we might think about as burdens. And burdens carry unresolved wounds. They can be lessons we neglected to master in past lives and mistakes we repeat over many lifetimes. Now, here's something important. I really encourage you to hold these quote-unquote mistakes, pitfalls, and challenges with compassion because we all have room to grow. No one is exempt. We've all made mistakes. We've all had our own moments in many lifetimes. That's my personal belief. And it's what I've seen many times in client work. So in fact, that's actually why I think we believed we, we incarnated on this earth. That's why I believe we incarnated on earth is actually to learn and to grow. So burdens can be an opportunity. In other words, burdens include weaknesses and areas we struggle to overcome. So for example, lifetimes where we created harm and neglected to create resolution and any of the sticky areas where we continue to get stuck. So here's another example for you from my client work. I have seen, I work with primarily a lot of sensitive people. And what I've seen in sensitive people is that a lot of sensitives have burdens related to their personal power. Now this may include past lives where their personal power was taken away from them for many lifetimes. And They're now in this lifetime, the invitation is to learn how to fully stand in their personal power, like becoming, for example, a political prisoner in a past life or being beheaded uh, for some, you know, being an influential person in their community. I know that that's like a really, what I'm sharing with you are really strong examples, but those are actual examples from my client work, from people who are sensitive people, and struggle with personal power. Those are just like some illustrative examples of what that can look like. Now, in this case, this lifetime, as I mentioned, is about learning how to stand in their power without bending to others at the expense of their needs. So these souls may need to practice learning how to identify, ask for, and honor their needs. That may be tricky. And they often need to learn how to let go of always being liked, and heal a sense of, we might say, imposter syndrome. Now, there's other sensitives I've worked with that have past life histories where they actually abused their personal power. And this may include being in a position of leadership and leading, for example, their land to war. And it resulted in a lot of massive loss of life and destruction, or even using spiritual gifts in a past life or negative outcomes like practicing magic and harming others. In this case, this lifetime is about learning how to stand in their power without abusing it or exercising it at the expense of others. In these cases, these souls may need to learn how to practice letting go of judgment towards others, holding mutual space for their needs and others, and perhaps even maybe like listening more in conversations. But a lot of us have a mix of both. You know, we have a mix of both. Honestly, nobody's like an angel. We all have our own histories. And I believe we've traveled through many past lives to learn many, many lessons, to make many mistakes, and to be able to empathize with a lot of different experiences if we open ourselves to it. So some other examples of burdens that can include uh, maybe like being conflict avoidant and passive aggressive can be shrinking away from your personal power and jealousy of those who lead. It can be armoring your heart from vulnerability and intimacy in relationships. Ooh, this is one that I see like a lot, the armoring piece in relationships that a lot of times can have a past life layer to it. doesn't have to always exclusively, but a lot of times this can be connected to past lives. So past life burdens is a reminder, like you may be listening to this and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is me and these are all my past lives. And maybe, but like past lives, past life burdens, they make up only one layer of the fabric of our shadow. They can be interwoven with ancestral burdens, early childhood woundings, social conditioning. In other words, they are one part in a complex web of our shadow when we identify a pattern I always recommend that people start by first exploring whether we have some roots in this lifetime or our families see what happens if you do some work around that and if that doesn't resolve then there can be other layers to it like past lives ancestral healing that needs to happen But if you like look at your past and you're like, well, I don't see any roots to this pattern that I see, then maybe past lives could hold the key to this sticky pattern. And this is where past life healing can come in. So what is past life healing? Past life healing resolves burdens and amplifies blessings from past lifetimes. And most past life healing focuses on resolving burdens. Now, before I kind of go in further, what I want to say is a lot of past life healing happens in a, uh, hypnosis or light trance kind of experience. And when you're in a hypnosis or a light trance experience, which are some ways that you can do that, there's, there are other ways we can do past life feelings, but let's say that's like maybe the most popular way that past life healing can happen. You are still fully in conscious choice. So it's not like you are totally checking out and, uh, you know, and not participating in any process. So I think that's really important to say. I think there's sometimes misunderstandings about kind of hypnosis and light trance work. So just a little side note about that. Now, past life healing with blessings. When we do that, we can create past life healing by removing blocks to our blessings. Sometimes we have like all these beautiful blessings uh, from past lives, that want to be fully embodied in this lifetime. And we're not able to do that because there are some blocks. So past life healing in that way can go, can be a process that goes in and removes the blocks. And this allows blessings and gifts to flow more easily in this lifetime. And one example, may be removing blocks to your healthy expression of your power. That might look like uh, removing blocks to being able to use your voice, etc., Now, if we look at the other side, past life healing with burdens, when we complete a past life healing to address burdens, we travel back to resolve a very sticky pattern. And this may involve one or more past lives. I often find that for clients, when patterns are really sticky, they usually have more than one past life that is involved in reinforcing a burden. It's almost like some of us really are trying, are, are, on a soul level, are really, really mastering. The way I think about it is like a core lesson. And the way that we master that core lesson is experiencing similar dynamics over and over and over again, lifetime to lifetime, and sl- like slowly learning bits and pieces along the way. And I personally believe if you're listening right now and you're in this lifetime, which you, I don't know where else you'd be. But anyways, that's another story, another day. <laughs> you're here now. You're listening to this podcast. I really see that uh, synchronicity as an invitation for you to do some past life healing work because I really believe people who feel called into past life work are mastering big lessons in this lifetime. It's like maybe some big completion work, That's happening. But the only way that that can really happen is by connecting these really important dots. So, here's a couple tips for how to start exploring your own past lives. One way to explore past lives is to consider what patterns in your life might have some past life connections. You can think about are there any sticky thought, behavior, or relationship patterns in your life? that you cannot find a root for in your early childhood or family experiences? And if so, what are they? You can also think about, are there any sticky patterns with roots in your early childhood or family that still don't seem to budge? Like Maybe you've done a lot of inner work around this pattern that you know is from your past life or rather from your family life, like you've done a lot of inner work around this experience from an early childhood experience and it hasn't budged, then they might have both past life and childhood roots. So that could give you a clue. Another one is just in a general sense, do you see any or sense any potential burdens in your life? But don't forget about the blessings. That's important. So what gifts and talents Do you have that feel like just second nature or feels like remembering versus learning? Uh, These may hold some some clues to some of your past lives. Now, I just want to say like a little note of caution about past life exploration on your own. Like past life DIYing. Um, So many people ask me, what book can I read to work on past lives or How can I do a past life regression myself? Uh, (laughs) I generally don't recommend people try to DIY past life work, especially if you're not a really, really seasoned practitioner of intuitive practices and boundary work and uh, definitely some therapy. (laughs) I think it's important to have a trusted practitioner to hold space for you to do the deep past life work where you may be stuck. Because first and foremost, we all are often too close to our own materials to see clearly, especially when we're just starting out with past life work. That's a big piece. And then honestly, sometimes past life experiences can be very intense. I'm just going to be really real with you about that. And they may evoke big emotions, contain difficult content, or unexpected surprises. So for example, in my own personal past life regression work, there are times in my path that I learned that someone near and dear to me actually killed me in a past life. (laughs) Now that's some really interesting karma, right? Because now in this lifetime, we have a different relationship, but maybe it gives me some clues to why they're always a certain way, or maybe why they're they get insecure with me around certain things. That That's kind of an interesting clue, but that's intense information, right? And that's a big piece of information to realize and to sit with. And to do that just like on your own would can sometimes be a lot. And it can be important to have a skilled practitioner who knows how to open, hold, and maintain safe space, as well as empower you to process whatever comes up. You know, when we work one-on-one with a skilled practitioner, they serve as an extension of our nervous system. So I also find that when we work with someone else, there's a certain amount of um, letting go that we have that allows us to open up to certain areas of ourselves and our life that we wouldn't necessarily be able to as easily access on our own because, you know, we just don't have the same kind of support. It's a, di- it's a different feeling, right, to feel like held than to have to hold yourself while doing the same process. So there's that piece. And lastly, working with a skilled practitioner can really keep you grounded. As you can imagine, like when intense information comes up, it can really unground you. So unless you're really well practiced in working with big emotions and experiences, and you have like a really robust toolkit of grounding and regrounding skills, so that if big information, big emotions, big experiences come up for you, then, you know, doing past life work on your own can, it can be sometimes, it could be a little bit overwhelming and it could be a little unsettling. So a skilled practitioner can regulate pacing and they may even discern um, that you don't need to go back and remember as many pieces as you might actually do on your own. Sometimes I see clients kind of go back and, and and do a regression on their own. They may have skills to do that. And they may like go back and like remember a whole arc of like a giant past life. And sometimes that's not necessary. And sometimes when we do that, we could maybe end up like opening a lot more than is needed. I mean, it's is really, really parallels, honestly, a lot of what I see in trauma resolution work, right? It's not... Like really effective trauma resolution work is not gonna go back and unpack every single horrible thing that ever happened to you for the end of time. Like that's just a lot, but effective trauma resolution work would go back and help you unpack specific pieces that are necessary for insights in order to heal in the present and to move forward. And so good past life work is done in the same way. So I often find in my client work that I, I just need to kind of oftentimes go in and help a client retrieve just a few pieces of information to facilitate their insight and healing. Not the whole thing, just a couple of pieces, and this really saves a lot of emotional energy, saves time. Um, sometimes it can save, you know, like grief, unnecessary grief because past life work also can sometimes be really, really physically exhausting. I often find that when my I walk clients through a process that they feel really tired at the end, and they usually need a nap. This is just like this general thing that I see consistently when clients do any kind of astral soul work that that's really deep. We usually need like a nap. The body's like power me down so I can integrate what just happened. (laughs) So you never want to kind of walk too past your edge. And I think having a skilled practitioner can, can guide you to that because they, they know where those edges are since they've walked them so many times with other people. I especially recommend you work with a trained practitioner you trust rather than just trying to DIY it. Um, if you if you happen to listen to this podcast and you trust me, I do do this in my one-on-one and my group programs and I'd be happy to explore it with you. You can find out more about my work and how to work with me at my website at www.marcimarciimoberg.com. Moberg, uh regardless, just taking that into consideration and and I hope that my caveat, I'm just trying to be real with you because I think like a lot of people make past life work really or or even just spiritual like work, like really fluffy and rainbows and unicorns. And it's not (laughs) like, that's why I made this podcast. I made this podcast to make it really, really real and to really ground our spiritual growth and healing and learning on this real, real plane of existence. And sometimes it's gritty. Now, that being said, sometimes past lives are really, really amazing and beautiful to experience, especially if you're going back to do some work um, to retrieve some blessings or to explore some blessings can be extremely empowering work can be extremely like life giving and energizing in a unique way. And regardless of whether you're going back to something difficult, or you're going back to something empowering, I often find that clients feel that past life experiences, they will often say, This feels more real than my real life. And that sounds bizarre if you've never done any past life work, but if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, that's why I think having a a skilled practitioner can be so important. But in the meantime, based on everything I've said, I just really, at the very least, want you to consider some of the suggestions I gave earlier about exploring your own patterns and your talents to see maybe what insights arise for you and kind of start bubbling up to the surface around what might be some past life clues for you. And that's a nice place to start for some past life exploration. If you enjoyed this episode today, please share it. I would really appreciate it. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag me at Marcy Moberg, M-A-R-C-I, M-O-B-E-R-G. I love to hear from my listeners, and I love to see them sharing. And uh, if you enjoyed it, you can also give a ideally five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, wherever you are. I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode. And remember, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In With Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. That way more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember being you takes courage. Lots of love.